Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Each week, I'll review one entry in the bibliography of Stephen King in the chronological order of publication. And this week, I'm not reviewing any of Stephen King's works. What I'm doing is I'm just saying thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Just thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Because one year ago, uh, on this very day, uh, I released the first ever episode of the Stephen King cast. It's been a year. This is the year anniversary episode, a bonus edition. And it, the, the, the fact that I'm here, able to talk about it one year later, it's, it's really blowing my mind. So I kind of wanted to just take a few moments uh, and talk about the origins of the podcast Um and, and, and kind of look ahead to where the podcast is is going to go and, you know, talk about some Stephen King news that, that's been out there. So the, the, the first thing is, why don't we talk about the Stephen King news first, I guess, uh, because it's, it's fresh. I just read an article. Um, I've been meaning to actually get to this to some of the, the podcast episodes, um, but it just keeps slipping away, keeps slipping away. Uh, recently, it's it's... It's late July as I record this. It's coming out on August 2nd. Now, in June, I released my four-part review of The Stand. And in The Stand, I talked a lot about the casting of Matthew McConaughey as Randall Flagg, which was announced um, just about a year ago. Uh, I would say late Late August is when that that particular rumor hit. So I I should actually phrase it as that. A rumor. I don't believe that the casting of Matthew McConaughey as Flag is something that's actually ever been confirmed by the the, the actor or the studio or the director. I think it's just that they want him to play, which means that he hasn't actually signed on the dotted line. Which worries me. uh, Because there's that... Uh, for a, an entire year to go by without them talking about that at all uh, or any updates on that, that, that kind of worries me. And then also recently, so not, not even recently, but originally when Josh Boone uh, took the reins as the director, the, the stand was going to be one movie. And then the stand was going to be four movies. And then recently it was announced that the stand was going to be uh, an eight-episode series on Showtime followed up with a two-hour theatrical movie. So, from a structural standpoint, if the if so much is changing about what this movie is going to look like and how it's going to be presented, if that much is up in the air and if that much is malleable, then nothing is set in stone I, I mean we don't have any actors attached to this project project there's no firm date so the reason i'm saying this is that in my review of the the stand and in other reviews where i've talked about the upcoming shining movie 
I've talked about hopes. Uh, at this point, I, I just I kind of need to go on record stating that there's there's even no guarantee this movie's gonna get made, and uh, it's with the the latest report of it being a TV series. Like I don't even know if we should call it a movie at this point. I just don't know what it's going to look like. Um, so there's that. You know, I will definitely give you more information as I hear about it, but it just does not sound. It just doesn't sound uh, like too much is too much positivity. Positivity uh, is coming from it. So hopefully everything works out. But a lot of a lot of where I'm coming from, from an emotional standpoint for the stand, actually is springing from the next production that I want to talk about, which is Kari Fukunaga's It. Uh, and actually, to call it Kari Fukunaga's It is not correct because he has left. The project, which so in 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 my reviews, you will have heard me talk about how excited I was that the director of True Detective was going to direct a two-part adaptation of Stephen King's classic novel 1986's It. I was pumped. It was great. It was everything I could have wanted because if you have seen True Detective, you'll see that he's got it. He can do character work he can do montages which sounds ridiculous but i think that it would be necessary um and he can do tone he can do tone incredibly well uh and a dreadful tone a frightening tone an edge of your seat tone so he had what it takes to get this movie made he had what it takes to make it a memorable movie but disagreements with the studio caused him to leave and rather than receiving the actor that he wanted, which was Ben Mendelsohn, who would have been incredible. Ben Mendelsohn, who, by the way, has just been nominated, rightfully so, for an Emmy for his work on Bloodline, which you need to go see. And I really hope that he wins. So the official stance of the Stephen King podcast is that it is pro uh, Ben Mendelsohn, and we hope that he wins for Bloodline. Because he is incredible in that in that show. The show is incredible. He's great. And uh, he would have made for an incredible Pennywise. An incredible Pennywise. But unfortunately that did not work out. We got some dude from Meet the Millers. And nothing against the actor. But I mean... You're stepping into some pretty big clown shoes. And... It's not, a, it's not a job that I would want. But I think that Ben Mendelsohn would have knocked it out of the park. And I have no idea what, what the... the the Meet the Millers guy would do. And I, I'm sorry to sound so dismissive. That's not fair of the actor. T.J. Miller? No, it's not. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Now that Kerry Fukunaga's gone, now that Ben Mendelsohn is not a part of this, uh, it, it, the director of Mama is going to direct it, which does not fill me with confidence. It doesn't fill me with anything. And I'm sure that when the movie comes out, like... Like, it'll be a movie. It, it might even be well done, but I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, I think that it could have been great with Fukunaga and uh, Ben Mendelsohn. But after especially what New Line just did with the Poltergeist remake, which, again, I don't mind remakes, but I, I just feel like this was just, it was like nothing. It was like bland. Uh, I'm just not... Not filled with confidence. So I used to be excited about the, the upcoming It remake. Uh, now I'm not. Uh, the Dark Tower, uh, supposedly, is 
now in some sort of development. Now, as you may or may not know, for years, uh, the Dark Tower has been attached to a studio, not been attached to a studio, going forward, not going forward, is going to star so-and-so, is not going to star so-and-so. So-and-so is in talks to play the role of Eddie Dean, so-and-so is not in, the talk, you know, in talks to play Eddie Dean. So there, there's all of these back and forth, there, there's these starts and halts, and um, it, it's just, it's a, that is... That's been a troubled production. I don't even want to call it a production, but that's it's had trouble, you know, getting up and running. Uh, and the people leading the charge have been Ron Howard and Brian Grazer, and these are two very, very gifted filmmakers with, you know, I, I would say a lot of clout. Um, and they've had trouble, but thankfully they they've found uh, a partner with Sony Pictures, and Sony needs something like this. I don't know if any of you followed any of the Sony hacks, but Sony took a, a some some pretty heavy hits and some black eyes uh, this past year, and one thing that they need, uh, and I know what they're looking for, is a you know expanded universe, uh, like a shared universe. Um, this is what all of the studios are doing right now. Uh, they they need a some sort of franchise, and they're gonna put some money into Stephen King's franchise, The Dark Tower. So. They have a director, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, and they'll start with The Gunslinger. I don't know what this means in terms of the original uh, Dark Tower adaptation ambition that Ron Howard and Brian Grazer had had, where they wanted a movie, a television show, a movie, a television show. You know, they, they were going to alternate back and forth, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but there are, there's news on the Dark Tower front. And lastly, the one that I want to save the, the best for last, um, we have a Cujo remake in the works. But it is a... It's not exactly what you expect. It's not Cujo. C-U-J-O. It is C period, U period, J period, O period. It's not a name. It's an acronym that stands for Canine Unit Joint Operations. And that's all that we know about it. But if you think about it, probably what this means is is that there's going to be some sort of scientifically engineered uh, monster dog that's going to get loose. Or maybe multiple monster dogs that get loose. So this is going to be simply uh, a movie um, to build upon the pre-existing knowledge that someone has with the name Cujo, but probably change everything else. And it's such a bonkers idea. I'm totally for it. I mean, we have we have the original book and we have the original movie. So if you want to do something over the top, you know, let's see. I mean, this sounds like a parody. I'm sure that's going to be earnest, but... I mean, when I read that, that that's hilarious. It's awesome. So let's let's see what happens. So in in regards to the the Stephen King cast, like I said, guys, I just in April of 2014, I started really thinking about doing a podcast, a Stephen King podcast. I woke up one morning, I saw that the the everyone over at the Castle of Horror was reviewing uh, the ABC TV miniseries of It, and I realized that there wasn't that many Stephen King podcasts out there. I looked. I couldn't find anything that I... I mean, just what I looked, I, I didn't find anything I want to listen to. I found that there was more afterwards, but... I realized that the, I wanted to hear someone talk about each of the books 
an in-depth analysis of the books themselves and I didn't see that out there on the internet so you know I didn't want to just jump in you know I I didn't really know exactly what it would look like what it would sound like so I thought about it I thought maybe it was just like just an idea I had for a moment but as the weeks went by and as the months went by I realized that I was still thinking about it so I started thinking about what it might sound like and I thought about the closest podcast equivalent uh, that I, I knew about. I listened to a lot of podcasts, and that was Looking Back on Lost, hosted by Matt Lafferty. That is an incredible podcast. If you have not listened to it and you are a fan of Lost, I strongly recommend it. And the reason why I decided to uh, take basically the, 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 the format that Matt had laid down was because it's a single person podcast review whereas most podcasts out there are multiple people bouncing back and forth but this is just me so I, I needed to make sure that there was a structure in place that would carry the audience through the particular episode and then from week to week so I know that Matt had had created a, a great organizational framework for looking back on Lost um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that it would work, or I hope that it would work for the Stephen King cast, but I owe everything to what he did with Looking Back on Lost. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I realized that, you know, I'm like, well, I could start every episode with like a musical introduction, and I'm glad to note that that is, you know, one of the more popular aspects of the show, and for me, like I've said time and time again, it's just one of the things that I love doing about it. And, uh... I, I got myself a microphone, I started playing with GarageBand, and I just started I started reading. I mean, it's ridiculous at this point, looking back, because now I kind of have a system in place. You know, I'll read, um, I'll be reading a book, I'll have my iPhone, and then um, when I need to take a note, I'll just open my, my Google Docs, and I will, um, you know, just start taking, you know, continue my running thoughts uh, or if I have my laptop in front of me I'm, I'm reading and you know then I'm, I'm on my computer and I'm on Google you know using my uh, my Google Docs and I'm just I'm editing it from there and it's a pretty smooth process but when I started I didn't even think of that I mean I, I remember being at the gym reading my paperback edition of Carrie I was at a cardio machine um, and I had a pen and just sticky notes and I looked insane just you know on the cardio, writing my sticky notes, you know, putting them in the book. Some of the sticky notes were falling. Then I'd be swearing, getting my sticky notes. It was just, it was a mess. I mean, I'm just a sweaty mess, taking notes. Probably nothing that you've ever seen before in a gym. And then it was during um, The Shining, I believe. I, I did Carrie and uh, Salem's Lot using sticky notes. And then the organization part afterwards was a disaster. Um, and then with The Shining, I was like, oh my god, I have technology, I can use technology. So I started using the technology at my disposal, and uh, it just, that, that made everything so easier. So by the time, one year ago today, when I released the first episode of Carrie, I had uh, seven more episodes pre-recorded, because at the time I didn't know what what was going to happen. I didn't know if life was going to slow down my reading process, um, it allowed me a, a pretty good head start. And uh, I've been able to maintain that pretty much at the, you know, at, 
I've gotten as, as as close as having only maybe one or two episodes in the can um, at any given week. But at the most, I think I've had like 12 episodes pre-recorded. Um, and as a result, the, the, the more episodes I, I've had pre-recorded, it's allowed me to, re- to release multiple... Uh, multiple episodes per week, um, which we've seen with um, the Bachman books release, and uh, we've seen with Silver Bullet and um, Cycle of the Werewolf and, and, and others. So, I mean, it's something that I personally like doing now, um, and going forward, I, I'm going to try and do that more and more. Rather than having just one episode per week, I would like to put out two. Now, as I say this, I don't have nearly as many episodes pre-recorded as I am normally comfortable with, so I, I don't know. At the very least, you will always have a Stephen King cast episode per week, um, but I just want to let you know, as I head into year two, I want to be a little bit more ambitious for myself, so you might be getting more content out there which means that from behind the scenes, I might be a little bit more stressed, but it's not going to really affect you. So the worst case scenario, it stays as is. Best case scenario is you're getting a little bit more. Um, but I just, guys, I, I, when I released that first episode of Carrie, I, I didn't know if I was going to be the only person listening. I, I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't know how any of this worked. I didn't know about advertising. Um, and I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, but at, as it stands, this is, I have listeners worldwide that blows my mind and in all but one state of the United States. And a lot of you have been very, very vocal. I'm getting a lot of emails from people. As you know, I've been reading emails online. I love getting emails, um, you know, the, the reviews on iTunes have been great. Very, very complimentary. I just, I, I very, very much appreciate it. Um, and I hope that everyone is enjoying it out there. And, and everyone seems to be. So just thank you guys. Thank you. And if you haven't done so already, feel free to write in at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com and write a review on, on iTunes. A subscription on iTunes would, would help get the word out. Um, but with one year under my belt and 80-something uh, episodes, I mean, that that exceeded what I had thought was possible. And I, I wouldn't have had 80-something episodes if there wasn't a, a demand for it. So I'm going to keep putting them out, guys. Uh, just, just thanks for listening. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what year two you know, holds for us. So, in regards to year two, year two begins very fittingly um, with my review of Nightmares and Dreamscapes and The Night Flyer, which, if you are listening to this before the review of Nightmares and Dreamscapes, Nightmares and Dreamscapes was the first new Stephen King book that I read. You know, it was the first one that I waited for, that I saw magazine advertisements for. The first one I went out the day it was published, saw in the bookstore, got it, or the, the grocery store, wherever I got it, you know, and picked it up the first time I held a, a fresh off-the-press Stephen King hardcover um, in my hands on the day of release. So the fact that I am celebrating uh, 
one year under my belt. Looking forward to year two of the Stephen King cast. The fact that's being released on, on the same day as my review of my first new Stephen King book. Uh, that's a little magical to me. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, but looking forward this year, if if I if I'm able to put out multiple episodes per week, then guys. Um, we might be ending uh, around April. And if I do a more traditional one episode of the week um, with a couple, two episodes per week throughout the month, then I guess I would say anywhere from between April to August. So now that I've talked a little bit about the beginning, let's talk about the end a little bit. Uh, so this was not a podcast that was designed to last. Uh, I mean, the, the whole concept of the Stephen King cast is to examine the the chronology of Stephen King's works in the order of publication and Stephen King doesn't have uh, an infinite amount of novels he it seems like he does but he doesn't and I'm working my way pretty steadily through them so uh, at the date of this particular release the the novel that I'm reviewing was published in 1993 um, as I record this, I'm, I'm currently rereading The Regulators, so we're looking at 1996. So by the end of the summer, I will, I'll be finishing up the 90s, which really allows me to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Uh, I mean, and I don't want to say that he slows down, but there is a brief period, 1999, 2000, 2001, where he's not as prolific as he was, let's say, in 1996, where he released um, a, a ch- basically for a six-month, seven-month period, we got a new Stephen King book every month. It, that's, that's how you should look at 1996. From March through August, there was a new a chapter of The Green Mile, and all of this culminated in September of 1996, where he released on the same day uh, Desperation and The Regulators. So that was probably Stephen King's most prolific year. Uh, and then due to the real-life tragedy of, of him getting hit by the, the van in 1999, I think I think that slowed things down a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, what I'm trying to say here is is... There will be an end to this podcast. There's some cleanup that I have to do on my end of things. Uh, you know, for instance, I haven't reviewed the creep shows, so there needs to be a couple bonus episodes where I do the creep show, and you know, maybe a bonus episode here and there where I review something like Stephen King's Sleepwalkers, or maybe I do Maximum Overdrive. I don't know. I mean, these are not guarantees. I'm just spitballing right here. So, there's definitely gonna be content for me to tackle either before or after I finish the, the mission statement of this podcast. Um, and I don't know when the end end is going to come, but within the year, the podcast as it stands probably will change, meaning that once I get to that end point where I, I catch up to his releases, which from one year from now, Let's see, so he's releasing The Bizarre of Bad Dreams in November, and then I'm sure that he'll have something in the spring of 2016, probably the, the end of his Mr. Mercedes trilogy. So the, that could be the, the final weekly review. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. But I just want to 
I want to just kind of put it out there, guys, as I head into this year, um, we're going to be heading towards our destination point together. So I'm really looking forward to it. And so when I sat down one year ago to start recording these episodes and I thought about what this might look like, um, I sat down, I was rereading Carrie, you know, the, the first big um, goal point that I had in mind was it. And that was something that I could just see coming closer to me and coming closer to me with every review that I had under my belt. Uh, every time I finished a book, I was just one book closer to it, which was a daunting challenge for me uh, because, as you know, that was the first Stephen King book that I had read. And I had many, many years and many, many thoughts to, to, to get out, and I wanted to make sure that they I did so the right way. And I, I've to me, that's a high watermark of the, the Stephen King cast. And then once it was in the rear view, to a lesser extent, the stand was something that, you know, presented the next challenge for me. And then the stand, uh, you know, is in the rear view, which means that the next, the next big one for me, maybe even bigger for me than, than it was, um, is Wolves of the Kalasong of Susanna and the Dark Tower. So probably around November, earliest November, latest December, I would predict, uh, that's when I'm going to be jumping into the Dark Tower books, the final three. Now, disclaimer, for the Dark Tower books that I've reviewed so far and everything related to the Dark Tower, I've released a bonus episode where I get into the spoilers of future Dark Tower events within the bonus episode rather than the reviews themselves. So I've done a review. I've done it. There was a second part review of The Gunslinger. There was a bonus episode of The Drawing of the Three, a bonus episode of The Wastelands. There was a bonus episode of The Talisman and Eyes of the Dragon, bonus episode of It, bonus episode of The Stand, bonus um, episode of, I think there was another bonus episode somewhere, I don't remember where, but bonus episodes all over the place. Um, there will not be any bonus episodes once I get to Wolves of the Kala. Once I get to Wolves of the Kala, I'm going to make the assumption that you have read Song of Susanna and the Dark Tower, so I'm just giving you some lee time if you have not finished reading the dark tower series as soon as i get to the wolves of the kala i'm going to start spoiling the events of the dark tower uh so it is august 7th so like i said at the very earliest you have until november so i mean we, we have some time to, to finish the the dark tower series if you have not done so already um but like i said there's not going to be any bonus episodes for that. I'm just going to straight on talk about the Dark Tower um, ending as soon as I get to Wolves of the Kala because basically Wolves of the Kala, Song of Susanna, and the Dark Tower function as a complete unit. I mean, that's like a trilogy end cap to a series of novels that had been written throughout different periods of Stephen King's life, whereas this is one vision that he wrote at one particular point of his life and then cut it up into three different books. So I'm going to treat it as such. And so it's going to take about three weeks, um, three weeks or a month. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but at the very least one week per book. So at the very least three books. Um, and then, then we'll, we will have reached the tower. 
which to me, that's going to be an emotional part. Uh, and then from there, I, I'm definitely going to be able to see the the end of the Stephen King cast in sight. So I'm sorry to be like glum if me talking about the end is <laughs> is, uh, is is going to bum you out. But uh, you know, we're still going to have at the very least a year together. And then from that point forward, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's just what, what I'm trying to say is we the the Stephen King cast as as it as it stands. I mean, it it, it can't it can't continue at this pace. Um, I'm going to to reach Stephen King's um, point of publication, and then then it's going to change. And then that, from that point, yeah, I'll, you know, probably like every time he review, you know, he releases a new book, you'll get a new review. It just it just it, it's not the weekly podcast. The weekly podcast. Once I get to the 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 latest review, the the weekly podcast structure. Uh, is going to change. It might not be weekly. It might be bi-weekly. It might be monthly. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but there, there will be a change. Um, so, again, guys, I'm just kind of rambling here, um, but I just wanted to take a moment to just um, thank you. Uh, I've just the, the feedback that I've gotten, the support that I've gotten, it really, really has meant a lot. It has made this endeavor uh, worth it because this is not something that I make any money on whatsoever i don't run advertisements i don't have a um a crowdfunding you know when i originally sat down i thought maybe kickstarter but um you know i even started typing up a kickstarter application um which actually might be on kickstarter but i never launched it um you know i i, I don't have uh corporate sponsorship i i you know i mean it's just me it's just me doing this um, for fun, and uh, it's something that I've I've really really enjoyed. I'm glad that you guys have enjoyed as well. Uh, so just you know, thank you everybody so much. It's been a surprising ride for me because I haven't. I mean, I, I thought that I knew how I felt about some of his books, but going back and looking at a through a critical lens, um, there's definitely been some surprises there for me. For instance, uh. Christine, I didn't realize that I was going to have so much to say about Christine. I mean, that 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 review to me, I'm very proud of that review. Um, and that one, that novel really spoke to me. The Tommyknockers, I did not expect to like as much as I did because, I, you know, I mean, I, I had read it before. I have always enjoyed it, but I thought if I'm going to look at it with a critical lens, I was going to tear it to shreds. And I couldn't. I, I still enjoy the Tommyknockers, and I still stand by it. Um so I mean, there, there's definitely uh, definitely surprises out there. I'm sure that there's surprises still to come. I'm looking forward to tackling Stephen King's more existential works, um, like Duma Key and Lisi's Story, novels that I did not respond to well the first time, but I didn't feel as though I was in the right come out. I, I don't feel like I was approaching it uh, the right way. I was looking for Stephen King, the horror novelist, Stephen King, the, the supernatural auteur who, who had given me the Crimson King and Atropos and Insomnia, you know, who had given me tack in desperation, uh, and the regulators and the regulators, you know, the, these high concept, high octane books, uh, you know, with the, the two, the books I, I just listed Lisi's story and Dumaki. I mean, he's not doing that, but that was never his intent. So when I had first sat down to read those particular books, I was not reading them to appreciate the author's intent or the author's purpose. So 
um, going back with a more objective lens is just I, I'm hoping to get more out of of those particular those particular works. Okay, guys, um, I've been rambling for just about a half an hour, um, but again, guys, listen, um, can't do this without you. I appreciate you tuning in every week and listening to me ramble on. Um, I, I can't really put into words how much that, that means to me. It's just thank you for being out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this this project worthwhile for me on my end of things. Uh, you know, you're... you're you know, you're making me go back and, and you're making me, you know, raise the bar for myself. Um, I'm not slacking on this. I, I'm taking this very, very seriously. Um, and I just, I want to make sure that you guys are getting something out of this. So from the bottom of my heart, guys, thank you so much. Everybody out there, thank you from all over the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the Stephen King cast like Captain Trips. Um, and keep on spreading it because uh, I just, I really appreciate it. Let's, let's infect the whole world with, uh, with the Stephen King cast. And guys, gals, everyone out there, thank you so much for everything that you do. And as always, I'll see you here, same King time, same King channel, Stephen King cast. And as you listen to my review of Nightmares and Dreamscapes and the Night Flyer, you will see that I will have included a new ending to the Stephen King cast that will kick off the year two. So this is going to be one of the last times you hear me say, same King time, same King channel, Stephen King cast. Do you